Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's program, we bring you an experience-sharing article from the 2022 Minghui Teams Experience Sharing Conference entitled, Fulfilling Our Mutual Vows, by a Falun Dafa practitioner outside of China. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 8th of 2022. Greetings to esteemed master and fellow practitioners. It has been 17 years since I started doing translation work, and there is a lot that I would like to share with you. I don't know most of my fellow practitioners, even though we might have met online often during our FA studies. One of the requirements of this project is that we never talk about our involvement. I'm very thankful to Master for arranging this project for us, and through my work on this unique project, I can temper my Xin Xing not through conflicts, but through learning from others, such as our authors, coordinators, and polishers. When the author of an article describes the process of looking within, I find myself looking within as well. As if a candle had been lit, the darkness disappears, and I know where to go, what to do, and I can see where I've been wrong. Part 1. A Western Practitioner Sent Me a Picture of Master A teammate of mine, a Western fellow practitioner whom I've never met, sent me a painting of Master. In the picture, Master was descending with lights shining from all directions. What surprised me the most was the Chinese character for vow. I realized we have the same given duty to work on this project. I checked all the documents that I had translated on my computer with the thought, my duty is to translate, but how have I been doing? Did I work hard and put my heart into it, or did I simply just do the work to simply check off that I had finished the task and reached the minimum monthly quota? I looked at the folders and files that I had created. My translation work was lousy, because I thought it was solely our polisher's job to make it read better. However, it is still important for us to do our work well. I recently read a Minghui article entitled, The Gravity of Breaking Our Vows, and I realized that our vow is to work for Minghui, and I should fulfill my duty. Part 2. I Like or I Don't Like There's a project coordinator in our area who has many excuses for why she can't attend group FA study. I've tried my best to encourage her to join our study group because she seldom joins unless there's something she wants to tell us to do. This made it hard for practitioners to participate in the projects that she was leading. Now she has sickness karma. And when I heard that, my first thought was, why didn't you ever listen to me? Don't you think you're too attached to comfort? Later I realized that my first thoughts were very bad, and were thoughts that a fellow practitioner should not have. We should always have positive thoughts for fellow practitioners. She had previously said, I don't like, and when she asked fellow practitioners to participate in her project, one fellow practitioner said, I don't like doing this project, nor does my husband. I happened to hear this conversation and thought, how could a practitioner be picky about their project? Aren't these projects arranged by Master? Master says in Lecture 8 of Juan Falun, The future professional practitioners in temples will need to, in their cultivation practice, 
wander around among everyday people. Unquote. Wandering around is very difficult. Do you think they'll have the chance to pick something they like or don't like? After I did some translation work, some practitioners' articles helped me look within. Master said from teachings at the conference in the Western U.S., quote, I often tell you about situations like this. When two people have a conflict, both should look for the causes within themselves, asking, what problem do I have here? Each should search for his own problem. If a third person witnesses the conflict between the two, I would say that it's not accidental for that third person to see it, and he too should think it over. What did I see? Why did I see their conflict? Is it because I still have some shortcomings? Only in this way can it be good. Unquote. So when I hear people say something that isn't based on the fa, I know it's time to determine whether I have a similar attachment. Do I always think like or don't like? I thought about previous experience. I was recently invited to participate in a media project, and I suggested they should write an article about the overuse of cell phones among children. But for some reason, that article was never written, even though I waited a long time. I was unhappy about that. And they later invited me to review an article on radiation and cell phones. And I criticized them, saying, The content is not consistent with the title. There is a lot of room for improvement in the structure and the flow. And I even told them that I would feel angry if I had read that article. Later, I started wondering where my anger had come from. It was before 6 p.m., and I saw the editor had messaged me to see if I had reviewed that article. Before I sent righteous thoughts, I was frustrated about why I was invited to review this article that I disliked. And after I sent forth righteous thoughts, I realized that I'm just a reviewer and advisor, and I need to be very cooperative. I haven't done research on readers, and I don't have the big picture. It would be better if I would just cooperate unconditionally and provide advice without any notions in my mind. I checked the article again, and the title had been changed, the content had been updated, and it looked good. Part 3. When a fellow practitioner experiences sickness karma. I mentioned above a practitioner who had sickness karma, and my first response was, why didn't she listen to me? The more articles I've translated, the more I've felt that I shouldn't hold those thoughts. I should have positive thoughts. I once saw a practitioner holding something far away so he could read it, and I laughed at him. Why do you need to do that? He said that a few years before, he was laughing at another fellow practitioner who was holding something far away to see. He then added, If a person needs reading glasses, it will manifest at 48 years old, which is a critical age. When I was 48 years old, I also had to hold objects far away and started using reading glasses. I realized that was my problem, laughing at other people's struggles. A practitioner shared one of her experiences with me. She had seen a fellow practitioner who had something like eczema on her neck, and she had some negative thoughts about that practitioner. She later developed something similar on her own skin, and it took quite a long time for it to finally heal up. It was very uncomfortable and itchy, and she had to be very tolerant. Therefore, if there are any problems, it is very important for us to see if our minds are right. Cultivation is serious. And when a practitioner has sickness karma, we should be supportive rather than criticize them or laugh. We can't have negative thoughts. I recently realized that there could be another issue as well. If a practitioner or their family is considered a role model or other practitioners rely on them too much, the old forces might use that as an excuse to persecute them because in our cultivation, we shouldn't have any role models. 
I have also seen fellow practitioners who got along very well, but then one of them passed away. This could be due to an attachment to sentimental feelings or ching. This also helped me better understand the ching we might have developed while doing any DAFA projects. We should be very supportive and work in harmony to fulfill our mutual vows, but we should let go of ching. Many have stumbled and even gone in the wrong direction during cultivation because of ching, so we should always be alert. For this project, we are not like other teams that can meet in person. Most of the time, I've had to figure out many things that no one else on the team could help me with. I like to interact with people, so this project helps me cultivate, letting go of my attachment to showing off. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.